welcome to season two of the AFCA podcast we like to call, That's a Terrible Idea, When Do We Start? I'm your host, Jen Panatoni, who will be joined by our executive director, Tanya Weaver. Join us every other week as we tell stories, talk about places we've been, things we have seen, and all while simultaneously running a small charity that's making a big difference in the lives of children with AIDS. Thank you for being with us here today. Here we go. Hi, Tanya, my friend. It's been a long time. It has been. So much has happened between chats. You were partying in Barcelona. Oh my gosh. I was in Congo. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. There there was a lot going on. We were all over the place. New Year's. Mm. And your hair, I see, is getting longer and longer. Yeah. And I cut it today even. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's just getting long. (laughs) So curly and beautiful. I love it. Thank you. So... There was a bit of drama, huh, in DRC. You want to tell us all about it? So we last left, we last left the podcast. Hello, welcome back, everybody. And uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us yes. on the AFCA podcast. That's a terrible idea. Um, Where do we when start? do we start? <laughs> um, it's just, and um, we last left our uh, fearless executive director, Tanya, as she was preparing for her trip to visit programs in the um, Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, she was preparing with her meal kits and and bright-eyed and ready to face every challenge that came her way with <laughs> A positive attitude and so let's just we're gonna we're gonna go back and we're gonna talk now about her actual trip to see how that actually went down <laughs> so I guess start off from the beginning because I want to hear all the dirty details all right well yeah so happy bag. new year <laughs> yeah so you got there That's via how so yeah I flew from um DC to uh France and then I was in the Paris airport for quite a while hung out ate my favorite croissant and croissant and then from there i flew to kinshasa the capital of drc mm-hmm. and the plan was arrival at 8 p.m and then first it was five then the airline changed it to six then they said eight but anyway so eight o'clock arrival i was going to quickly going to grab the two totes that i have with water filters and solar lamps and sewing supplies and all the stuff that is going to gamina which is in the north and then I was going to hand them over to somebody to put them on the cargo plane that was going to go on Saturday. And then I was going to join our logistician Mandaba and we were going to go together from Kinshasa the next morning, Friday morning, and fly to Gemina because there's no real good road. There's no roads. So you have yeah, to there's fly. no roads there or I've so, seen them. <laughs> yeah. So there's no road. Like even, yeah, there's no road. So we were going to just fly up and then have like five days of really solid, concentrated work to get lots of the reporting for 2023, new reporting that we have in place, trained, you know, and just lots of stuff that I wanted to do. So excited. I'd worked hard. I had it down pat. Land, and before going, I went to the embassy of Congo in DC, like three weeks before at the beginning of December. And I said, hey, listen, um, I have a residency visa, but I need this specific stamp going in. It's expired. Can you please help me with a new one so that it's no big deal on entry? And they said, no, 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 
no, just go. They'll give it to you at the airport at the immigration office. The immigration is called DGM. So you go, just go to the DGM office. And I said, are you sure? They're like, yeah, 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 no problem. Three people at the embassy looked at my passport and said, go to the DGM at the airport. They will stamp it. No problem. I said, fine. I mean, I've gotten it stamped at different borders. So no problem. Fly in, get to immigration, give them my passport. And they go, hmm, well, this looks expired. And I said, yes, the embassy said that you guys would stamp it. And they go, mm, the embassy's wrong. And I yes. said, but the embassy is your government. <laughs> like right. they represent your government. So how can they be wrong? They said that. And so here I am. You can call them and confirm it's daytime over there. And they're like, no, they're wrong. So Yikes. we're going to send oh, no. your passport downtown. You can uh. get it tomorrow morning at one in the, at, no, tomorrow afternoon at one in the afternoon, go pick it up and they'll give you a stamp. And I said, but at that point, I've missed my flight to Gemina and we've paid for that. So they're like, we don't care. Just go. And they gave me a photocopy and they literally did this motion with their hands and said, go. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm just standing there not really knowing what to do because now I am a person with no documentation in this country. So I leave the airport shell-shocked and I'm calling Mandaba who's outside to let him know. And we contact another friend who contacted a senator to see if they could help us. But by now it's midnight. Nobody was awake. The senator talks to me. He says, Tanya, I'm trying, but everybody's asleep. And tomorrow I'm going to be traveling to a very remote area. I'm not going to be able to be in touch with you. I wish you all the luck. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. So the next day, they told us to be there at 11. So at 11 o'clock, we're back to immigration, but downtown, the main immigration office. Right. Um, we go in. And the people at the office just look at us and go, your passport isn't here. Oh my gosh. That's what, what do you, but they told us that the passport would come. I said, listen, I've already lost the only flight of the week that I can take. I said, but there's a cargo plane that leaves. I'll go with the cargo. It's that important for me to go. And they're like, yeah, but your passport's not here. You need to go back to the airport tonight. And that way the team will be there that helped you last night and tell them to give you your passport. So each of these trips is about $60 because the traffic is a lot, the car, the, the hiring a taxi is a lot, everything's expensive. So now back to the airport, we have to wait to go in the evening. So we go back and the guy is sleeping. The guy in charge is sleeping with sunglasses on at 5.30 in the afternoon. The other three people in the office are doing nothing. They don't let Mandaba in to translate, so I'm doing this in French. Um, and I, I just say, you know, I don't understand why my passport wasn't where it was. I was told it was going to be. What am I going to do? And they're like, I'm sorry, the embassy was wrong. And I'm like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but where's my passport? And so finally, this older man that was there as well, he spoke broken English. And so he said to the guys, guys, just give her a passport. Like... She's got everything she needs. She's a resident. Just give her her passport. Long story short, they go, fine, we will. They call to find out where the passport is. And they're like, oh, it's downtown. <laughs> oh, 
So first of all, the first bad thing here is they could have given me this stamp the night before if they're sitting there saying we can give it to you now, right? Second, nobody knows where this passport is. So now they tell me it's downtown tomorrow, Saturday, but you can go at 10 in the morning because they're open from seven to four. So go at 10 and that way for sure they've written the report for sure you'll have that stamp. So with that in mind, and because I am a stupid trusting person, we send the two totes ahead in cargo to Gemina, assuming that we're going to go meet them. So the next day we go back to immigration at 10 sharp because we were wait, I have a time, time up one question. <laughs> so you said that there was only that one cargo plane going to Gemina on Saturday. And you put your two bags on there thinking you're going to catch up with these bags that we're going to get on there. So we send them oh, with you're somebody get else. On that... the... Oh, right. Correct. So you check your luggage. So you're not lugging it around with you all day. I don't want it because, you know, we're going from office to office. Right. So we just yes. have somebody else take it. Just do it. Check it in before us. <laughs> we'll catch up with it. We'll sit on it on our Got way it. to Gamina. Yeah. So we get to the place. And nobody's there yet. They haven't shown up for work. The office is supposed to be open at seven. It's 10. Mm -hmm. Nobody's there. They finally shove us into this room, a different room. They put us in there and we wait for a long, long, long time. Finally, somebody comes out and says, oh, are you the American? And I go, yeah. And he goes, um, so the guy that needs to sign your passport, your stamp, he left. He went to a funeral. Then I go, when will he be back? And he goes, Tuesday. What? Yeah. So Why is there only certain people who can stamp or so, sign these things? So I say, I say to him, off. I say, excuse me, sir. Are you telling me that in this entire great country of Congo, there's only one person who can sign my visa? Yeah. Only one. And he goes, yes. And I said, well, that seems like a really shaky system that it all falls on one right Let, what if that guy said, dies on the way to his funeral yeah yeah it's, it's, not it's, to laugh at not to what i'm just saying no but come no on it's just plan. ridiculous it's so this ridiculous, is crazy right? this is crazy <laughs> it's as crazy as it's ever been so i still have no papers now i'm having uh, to keep our hotel room going in kinshasa Kinshasa is way more expensive than Gemina. So we're burning through money because taxi drives, food. Um, then we're about to cook food that we bought, but the electricity goes off for hours. So we can't cook the food. So now we have to order some food. I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. So the next day is Sunday. All the offices are closed. So Monday we go back. Oh, the guy is back from his funeral. Sure, he's here. But come back this afternoon. So we go back in the afternoon. They say, you know what? No, come back tomorrow. Oh at this point, gosh. Jen, they all know us. Every guard knows us at this point. Everybody's like, oh, you're the American. How are things going? And I'm like, not well. I still don't have a passport. So by Tuesday morning, I went to the American embassy to see what do I do? Like, as an American citizen, I need my passport to leave. Now I have to fly out on Friday. I've gotten no work done with the, our team. My stuff is up north now, including all that food, remember, that I had taken? It's sitting yeah. in Gamina. All the water filters and everything is up there. I'm trying to remember 
what I packed to give them an inventory list because I expected to be with the stuff and to distribute it. Um, so I'm making this list. I'm trying to get some things done to see if we can possibly salvage any of this week. But we're spending hours and hours in the back of taxis going back and forth, airport, embassy, immigration. It got to the point where the guards at immigration would call us to let us know that people are now at work, that it's okay to come. That's how crazy it got. So I'm at the embassy now and I say, okay, what do I do? And she goes, I wish I could tell you that this was not a normal story. She goes, what's not normal is that there's not many Americans at all who have residency. So I don't understand why this is happening to you. She said, but we will find out and we'll let the Congolese embassy know what's happening. And we will call immigration and see if they will release your passport. But if they don't, let's pretend they don't. We will give you an emergency one on Friday before you fly out, but it will negate your old passport. I'm like, what? And she goes, uh, yeah. And I said, well, that's a problem because I'm going to a fundraiser in Argentina in March and I would need to apply for a new passport. And they take a year to get these days. Like, what? I guess I'll figure that out later, right? So the emergency passport would only be temporary? It's only for that one flight. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Your face that you're making right now is exactly the face I was doing there. I'm just looking at her like, huh? <laughs> what? It's so, so this is so crazy. But the okay. lady at the embassy was so kind, so nice, I'm so sure. knowledgeable. But nobody, nobody, Jen, knew the system of when I should have gotten the stamp where like I asked them at immigration and I got different stories whether it was immigration at the airport or immigration downtown which was a different story than what the embassy said no two people said oh this is the process because they said hey guys last time I came they just sent me north to Gemini and it was stamped in Gemini I said so why does you know like nobody has the same story so anyway um, long story, long, long story, getting shorter. Um, we were back at immigration then after going to the embassy to see if it was ready. They said, no, come back on Wednesday. Go back on Wednesday. They say, no, come back on Thursday. And in fact, we'll call you and we'll tell you when you can come. So we go on Thursday morning. Um, <coughs> no, on when, sorry, on Wednesday afternoon, they say, okay, so what we decided that we're going to do is you're going to pay for a visa. It's $130. You'll pay for it, but it's a one-time entry and it's going to negate your residency. What? It, and I said, but that makes no sense. I said, I have till the end of this year, I still have that special visa. I said, who's going to pay for the year lost? I said, I paid. And they're like, take it up with the embassy. Yeah, right. So I said, guys, this makes no sense. Why are you giving me something that's going to negate what I already have when it's you guys who have not ever told me what I'm supposed to do. Like it's your government that told me wrong. And they're like, well, this is the only way. If you want your passport back, you pay us 130. We're going to give you this visa. It's going to negate your other one. And you can come back on Thursday and we'll give it to you. That's it. That's your only choice. So I'm sitting there literally almost crying. And I look at them and I'm like, God, I would have been understand? crying a long time before that. Probably. Oh I said, do you I would have cried after the first time somebody said, 
come back tomorrow, I would have been like, I give up. I live here in the airport now. <laughs> at one point, somebody asked me if I was going to sleep at the airport. And I said, probably. Because I was making myself pretty darn comfy on one of the benches. Because I'm like, oh, we're just waiting. So they said, um, so I said, do you understand that for like 14 years, I've come to help the children in your country. Like, I'm not making any money. I'm here to help your kids. All we've managed to do this week, really, is spend a couple thousand dollars on trans on transportation, on food, on housing. I got no work done that I needed to do. Our programs don't have the training they need. Um, my staff doesn't have the backup that I promised them. And for what? What do you want from me? And I asked every single person, what is it that you want from me? What is it? And nobody would tell me you did this wrong or you did that wrong. They wouldn't say if you had only done this, they just go, it won't ever happen again. And so I said, whatever. So, so I like, you can't even tell me how it won't happen again, because I'm right. not sure what to do next time to assure that it won't happen. again. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's just a breakdown of communication because of probably, I mean, yeah, the miscommunication between all of the different parts of the it, puzzle it's, there. It's incredible. Incredible. So at the end of the day, they called me up and they said, your passport is ready. Come at eight o'clock on Thursday night to get it. Please understand I'm flying out on Friday. So we go back to the DGM. They give me my passport. And the guy was very kind. You know, nice enough guy. But he gives me a passport. And he's so excited. Here, let me show you. And he opens it up. And he shows me my visa. Here, I'm going to show you my visa. He's so excited. Like, he opens this page. And he's like, look, we gave you your visa. It's stamped right there. You ha you can now leave the country, but it negates everything else. Okay. And now I'm like, okay, fine. Thank you. I'm so glad to have my passport. And I was like hugging my passport. I'm like, all right, bye. I, we leave. I get in the taxi and yeah. I open it up because I only have a, few, a couple pages left on my passport and I really need it to work for Argentina before I get a new one. So I'm flipping through it. And as I flip back, I notice something so interesting oh no they stamped it on the night i arrived january 5th they i have two flipping stamps i have the one that they obviously put in when they took my passport after they told me to leave and then they have one that they put in a week later that they made me pay 130 bucks for so you never needed to? No, I could have flown. Oh my gosh. It's right here. It's right here. January 5. You see it? It's right there. Oh my gosh. Yep. So I wrote the guy who gave me my passport, who took my 130 and gave me my new visa. And I said, sir, surely all the people who held my passport, who looked through my passport, who checked every visa that I have ever had, noticed that it had already been stamped. How is it that you didn't call me and tell me it's already done? Why did this happen? Ma'am, it will never happen again. Oh my gosh. That's painful, painful, was, painful. Everything else was bad enough to that point. 
But then but to that see that kick. they had and that all this, I $540 worth of tickets were thrown away. Oh, get this. You want to hear even better? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sure. Yes. Okay. We bought tickets going on Friday. And then we have separate tickets coming on Wednesday. So when we missed the flight on Friday, we mm -hmm. said, all right, that's okay. We've lost that money. It's not okay, but okay, we lost the right. money. We'll get on the cargo flight on Saturday and return on Wednesday. We still have those tickets. They mm -hmm. sold our return tickets. So and just if out I money? had made it, if I had made it on the cargo flight, we would have gone to the airport on Wednesday and found out we had no tickets. They sold them on Sunday or Monday. Without you knowing. No. Yeah. Because I called them. Because we they called canceled them up it say, and they said that they canceled your return flight as well to rebook. But we're like, why would you do that? It's two separate bookings. Right. And I and, and it's like, but why would you do that when a person can get sick? And miss a flight and get on another flight. For sure. Yeah, that wouldn't happen most anywhere else. Right. I've, I've like, never, ever heard. I've never of seen that happen. Ticket. Right. It, never. Mm. <laughs> so we lost $540 worth of tickets. Oh, my we, gosh. All the extra money, all the extra food, all the extra lodging and trips and time and effort and all the planning before now having to try to do the trainings from here, which obviously doesn't work. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone there. Um, I didn't get to see the new multiplication center. Nothing. And I could have gone. Oh, my gosh. And that, yeah, that beyond everything that happened, just knowing that stamp was there the whole time is yeah. just painful. That's oh, my goodness. Well... <laughs> So then did you make your, so what did you do to get your, what would have you, you'd never got to Gemini. I never got there. Gemini. No, I never got never, there. Never, never so... got to Gemini. Your stuff got there. And then you wound up just going back to the U.S. Or, yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. And I thought that your other trip that you did there where you were like rained oh. out, you thought that was a wash. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. It wasn't the rain this time. It wasn't. Yeah. So now I have to figure out what, what the dealio is. And was it because I didn't put money in my passport before handing it over? Was, did they want me to bribe them? Like I, I don't pay bribes and I've never, but somebody did tell me, you know what? You should have just put a $100 bill in the passport when you handed it to them. And I'm like, you know what? It's because of that, that this is an issue. If, people are bribing if people expect there to be bribing then and then they punish people who don't then maybe we're all i don't just... know because i have no reason for them to have done this and then get this everybody knew us everybody knew us i got to the airport to leave and there's a you know how you when you're leaving a country they stamp you out at yeah. customs so i'm in line and there's a whole bunch of people in front of me and i'm waiting and then the for person right in front of me goes this way and I'm staring at a guy right in front of me and he goes oh it's the American <laughs> well yeah I would assume and I'm picturing you like going to the, the you know the embassy or the um not what was it that you uh, called immigration it? well yeah immigration and 
I mean, like, is the office full of people or was it just like you in an empty room? So it was a small office and every seat was full. So there was like one or two people that would work, work there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one, sometimes two. It was usually full, but it's really an interesting thing because they don't call you to go to an office to speak about your problem. Whoever's working on your issue comes to you. And then you explain it and then they will tell you your next step. So that means because we were there seven days, sometimes twice a day, how many people heard our story? Without being able to help you. Well, and people that had nothing to do with us that were there for their own issues. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I was the only foreigner there. So, yeah, I was like, I was gonna. You're, you are the American, probably. Yes, you, so there was like there was a bunch of Americans in the same predicament. Oh yeah, no, no. and so everybody was like, "Oh, you're the American." The go- the guards would say hello to us every time we'd leave. They'd be like, "Did they fix your problem?" They were so sweet, and then I'd be like, "No, I'm still without papers," and they're like. <gasps> and then they'd greet us. Even they, Hi, even back. they knew it was bad news. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I know how much you prepared to go for this trip and I know how important it is for you to get there and help with training and everything, because this is obviously something you've invested a lot of time in throughout the whole year, like getting up and running and you didn't get to go see the sewing, women sewing in the shop or... No, the, the, the goat grinder. multiplication center, which is new. No, our families, like there's a lot. And I mean, it's the beginning of the year. So we go over the budget. We go over allocations. We, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot that gets done at this meeting. <laughs> but my, the totes made it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's what I was saying. You said Mandaba with, was in you, with, was with you? Yeah. Yeah, he was with me in Kinshasa. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Oh, man. No, I would have not done that alone. Oh, my goodness. No, that would have been way worse. (laughs) What did he think about the whole situation? There was a point when he got just really quiet, and he let me talk to the guys and say, excuse me, what do you want? And I asked him later, I said, why were you so quiet? Like, why did you stop talking? Why? And he goes, Tanya, I was so upset. If I had said something, you'd never see your passport again. <laughs> he oh, said, right. it was just sure. so not okay. Yeah. That's the other thing is you can't really just unleash the fury on people who are dangling your, your freedom. All of a sudden, of my you or your lost. ability to get home. So you have to probably bite your tongue quite a bit and smile. And yeah, of course, we'll come back. Sure. That's not... We've only been here seven times. What's 12 more times? Like, oh, yes. They probably are like, this person must be completely crazy that they're, but I mean, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. But at one point I did look at one of the men who says to me, "Um, we need to write a report about what happened. And I just looked at him and I felt my eyes just fill with tears. And I looked at him and I said, it doesn't take more than 10 minutes to write a report. It has been five days. 
My kid just had a tonsillectomy and I came here to take care of your kids. And you're telling me this report cannot be written? Like, I don't understand. And his eyes kind of got teary and we're just staring at each other. And I'm like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah. I've done nothing wrong and I'm here to help your children. Help your children. The only people who are getting really the bad end of things here are the kids. Yeah. What do we want? Do you think it's really malicious though? Or do you think it's like they're just lack of communication and then being afraid to go outside of what they are told by somebody because of fear of getting in trouble or losing their jobs or... Or did I you feel like second, it is malicious? I thought the second for the first seven days until I opened my passport and I saw that there's another visa in there the entire time. That's mm. when I went, oh, wait, why? Why like, would this you? Is real life? Did this really happen? <laughs> right. Like... Because everybody flipped through it a million times to see my residency one, to see if the other was expired. And they looked at all my entries and exits and they looked. So they saw that visa there. Why did right. one of them not say, what are you guys doing to this girl? Or Tanya, by the way, you already have one. Go and argue. No, maybe it was just one of those things that was so in plain sight that it was not, you know, I don't know. Everybody was thinking that you were missing it the whole time. So they were just not looking carefully. I don't know. No, but so why but, did the airport people put it in there and tell me to go away? Because they didn't do it in front of me. They took my passport and they set it aside on a table after they took, they gave me a photocopy and then they told me to leave. They are the ones that stamped it. Mm -hmm. so they there was malice there because why would they stamp it and then send it downtown unless they were like keep this on the dl and you were they thought maybe they were doing something wrong like you why? know what i mean like they weren't supposed to stamp it but they're like just get out of here and be quiet like and you were supposed to just like be like oh gosh they stamped it and you know what i mean but they never they didn't give it to me for a week oh right 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 they yeah, stamped it and then up. they sent it downtown after they sent me home at midnight. They never for that guy's me. signature, right? Yeah, and it's... that guy signed no, it. No, 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 no. It was signed oh. at the airport. Oh, it was stamped at the airport, and the and stamp signed. itself says airport immigration. Okay. And it. then they send it downtown. Uh -huh. Why? That's where I'm saying that makes no oh. sense. That was not. I thought they had to stamp, maybe they stamped it there and then they sent it for a signature guy who was at the funeral, who was the only guy who can sign it. Yeah. No, then he <laughs> did a whole other visa and charged me 130 bucks for that one. Oh my gosh. It's just, the whole thing is so confusing and so annoying. So. But, yeah. So there we are. Well, how's, how's Aiden's tonsils? Oh, Juju. Juju. Oh, Juju. Mm -hmm. Oh, Juju got her tonsils taken out. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I heard that is the worst once you're older. It, I mean, she's been sick for so long though. And she, that the first three days she was like, it's no worse pain than what I usually am in. Then the next day it was pretty it was bad. bad. And then it right. got better and she didn't bleed. Oh, she good. Didn't, anything like that. Thankfully. Good. Yeah. 
I've heard yeah. getting it out as an adult is much different than a, as a child. Yes. And so I think she's closer to adulthood now, but yeah. um, yeah, I had a friend who had to go on a liquid diet for like three weeks. She couldn't swallow at all. She had to just drink liquids. She yeah, said it was they say awful. It's pretty bad. Yeah. If you get strep or something all the time or, bronchi or bronchitis or tonsillitis, then you know it, it hurts quite a bit too. Right? Exactly. Well, exactly. I'm glad she's healing up. I'm sorry. I don't feel right. Um, talking about my trip to Spain after your nightmare of a trip to DRC, because it was actually amazing. <laughs> it was only for a couple of days and, um, we just made it happen quickly because Stan's working there. And, um, so I, I just checked flights. I've never been to Barcelona and it quickly moved to the top of my list. Once I found out <laughs> I had the, uh, points to go. And my friend was willing to take two, you know, the two little guys during the school week for a couple of days until my mom got there. So I was just there for four days and I was probably in the air longer than I was on the ground, but it was incredible. The food, Dan and I had so much fun. I just wandered around the Latin quarter, looking at art and eating croissants because the croissants there are also amazing because they're only a you know an hour or so away from Paris, so I mean yeah, they Barcelona is really cool. It's such a oh my cool gosh, city. I want I want to go back immediately with the children. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it, it was really really exciting and fun. Um, makes me want to just keep going and finding places to go. Mm -hmm. But Dan's in India this week. Um, he's in Bangalore, and it just has given us both so much more perspective, getting some more traveling in and really wanting to prioritize it more in our lives and mm -hmm. with the children, because it just makes you feel a part of something much bigger than just your identity as being the American, <laughs> as you were called, I'm sure a lot of the last couple of weeks, but I'm also um, called Chinese. Yeah. Children, yeah. Children go, oh, and I'm like, oh, Chinese, but okay. No. Well, and you're so Dan works with a European team, and our last name is Panatoni. So they think he's Italian. Mm -hmm. And he is, but he's an American who's half Irish, half Italian. But everybody is very aligned with their ethnic identities mm -hmm. in Europe, you know, whereas here it's just like your last name. So, but it's funny. He gets to be the big, funny American on his trip. Um, and he did a cooking class yesterday and that looked mm -hmm. exciting. So he's having, a, he's working hard, but having a good time too. Good. So good. I'm single parenting this week and just trying to hold, uh, tread water and yep. I'm glad you're back though. And I'm glad that we're getting back into the swing of things. Cause you know, it was the holidays and you're traveling, I traveling. So now we're, we're back to it. And do we have anything else that we want to share while we're here with our people and they're listening? I think, you know, one thing that we want to reiterate is that we're still working on Lou Love, right? And that's mm -hmm. that's moving along. We're building latrines. We're building safe, decent toilets for people in the community that we work in. It's a very successful project. If you guys can help us along and donate toward the Lou Love program, that's a great way um, to really help kids that need help with our programs and 
We also have some spots open for uh, Vacation with a Purpose. We have one, a couple of spots left for Zimbabwe and Kenya. So if you're interested in taking a trip with us and getting to work with some of uh, these communities, um, learning new skills and seeing new stuff, then join us on Vacation with a Purpose. It's so much fun. You can learn more on our website, www.afcades.org. And Tanya, can you tell us goodbye in another language today? <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that question. Have we done okay. Spanish? Have we what done about Chinese? You were mistaken for Chinese. You know how to say uh, goodbye nope, in Chinese? I do not. <laughs> okay. Well, give me another one. You got one? I have the, your average Spanish. Adios. All Adios. right. We'll take it because you know what? You've had quite a couple of weeks. We're not going to expect too many from you. Next time we'll get it. We'll get, we'll get a bit. We'll get a, a better one. We'll yes. get a better one next time. We'll give you a break. Okay. Well, Thanks. I need you to rest up and recover and um, we'll talk to you soon. And I'm All glad right. you're home and you're safe in one piece. Thanks, Jen. All right, babe. All See right. you later. We'll be in touch. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey you, thanks for listening along with us today. We'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with your buddies. By doing so, you're sharing the stories of thousands of children that deserve to be heard. Stop by and visit us on Facebook or Instagram and say hello and let us know you're listening. You can also sign up for our good news alerts on www.appcades.org. Till next time.